This is the Savvy Social Podcast, a show for entrepreneurs, business owners, creatives, and marketers looking for the how and the why of social media marketing. I'm your host, Andrea Jones, and my goal is to help you create connections and build a community by keeping social media simple and fun with a focus on helping you make your difference in the world. So welcome to episode number 100. I am so excited that we made it to 100 episodes. This is huge. Our show is brought to you by Traject Social, which is the world's most complete social media management tool. And it's my tool of choice when it comes to things like scheduling, managing, and reporting on social media. You can try them out for yourself for free by going to trajectsocial.com. All right, so episode number 100, and it happens to be our two-year anniversary. We started the podcast back in June of 2018, and I can't believe how fast, how quickly time has flown. So because of that, because of this little special celebration episode, I am going to be answering some of your questions. These are user-submitted questions, both on uh, by public social media channels, as well as from members of the Savvy Social School. Now, speaking of the Savvy Social School, some really fun, exciting announcements. So the first one is that our brand new Facebook course is live inside of the Members Portal. So if you're looking for ways to use Facebook as a tool to grow your business this year, this is the course for you. And it specifically features some of the newer Facebook features, how the new Facebook layout looks. We'll talk about things like Facebook groups. We'll talk about things like what to post and when. We'll talk about things like how do you grow your Facebook audience. So if any of those things are curious or interesting to you, definitely check out the school. It's $57 a month and you get access to coaching and strategy along the way. So you're not just given this course and expected to figure it out for yourself. I will be there with regular coaching calls to help you. In fact, our next one is a special post-pandemic strategy call and training where I will go over how to continue marketing your business as we navigate through the upcoming months. Some uh, industries are experiencing a recession. How do you continue to market? If you're an event-based industry specifically or event-based business, how do you continue to run your business? And if you're thriving, how do you continue to market without being toned deaf, without seeming like you're taking advantage of the current situation? So we'll talk about all of that on our special post-pandemic strategy call and training. So definitely check out the Savvy Social School uh, and I'll see you there. Awesome, right? Let's dive into our questions. And this episode, we actually have a special worksheet to go along with it, as well as all of the links and resources that I'll mention as I go through these questions. So you can find that worksheet by going to onlinedrea.com slash 100. That's onlinedrea, D-R-E-A dot com slash 100. And I'll put that link in the show notes or in the description as well, because this is a video podcast, which is our first time doing that. Um, So whether you're joining us on YouTube or listening to the show uh, on your podcasting app, definitely download that worksheet as we work through our questions for the day. 
Okay, so our very first question comes in from Chi Hodges, who is the founder of Jachi Lens Studio Inc. You can find her on Instagram at Jachi Lens Studio. That's Lens with a Z. And her question is, what business challenges have you overcome during COVID-19? Great question, Chi. And this is something that we've been talking a lot about in the Savvy Social School, as you know. And so I think it is... um, Well, I think I'll just share some of the things that my business personally has had to deal with as a result for COVID-19 and kind of what's going on in the world right now. So the first thing is we did lose clients. We lost five clients um, as soon as the restrictions were announced and businesses started closing. So we lost five clients um, in the past 60 days. We also have gained seven Okay, so we lost five clients and we gained seven clients since then. So massive shifts in our agency. We've never had that much turnover before in the past. So we learned a lot about uh, navigating through that. And I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast episode, but it's almost as if all of our clients were also pivoting at the same time. So we've got 17 clients now and uh, we had to redo a lot of messaging. We had to kind of revisit some of the marketing strategies there. So there was a lot to learn along the way. And that was a huge challenge. Definitely stretched myself and my team to our limits when we were navigating this, Um, but it is not all bad for my business. So fortunately, the work that I've been doing for the past six years has basically been laying the foundation for this moment. We have programs like the Savvy Social School for people who are now just now jumping into digital marketing. Maybe they've kind of ignored it before, but now is the best time to get that started, seeing as it's one of the few things that we can do right now to market our businesses. Um, and because of that as well, our agency is growing because we have these businesses who need the support. They need to navigate this digital marketing space and they need someone who can help guide them into the strategy of it all. So that's where we're seeing some of the challenges with our growth, but I will be the first one to admit those are like happy challenges. Those are positive challenges. Uh, We also had to postpone the launch of our new program. So I've mentioned this before. We are launching a mentorship program We already actually have a few people signed up, uh, but we will be uh, starting that coaching portion of the training here very soon. In July, we will open the doors again, and so I'm really excited to get that off the ground. But um, with five clients leaving and seven coming on board, there was a lot of work to do, so we ended up postponing the the launch of that program. So my mentorship program will be relaunching again soon, and you know it's more important now more than ever to have that kind of support because you know, there's a lot of people who need social media help. And this program teaches virtual assistants and social media managers how to get and keep their clients. Okay, so we'll be going over that in that program. All right, great question, Chi. Thank you for your submission. All right, next question. This next question comes from Lori, who is the co-founder of Feminista Film Festival, which screens inspiring films about women and girls. You can check them out by going to feminista.co.uk. And obviously, being that we're in the middle of the pandemic, her tickets are available now for their virtual 
tour. Um, so definitely check them out. And you can find them on Instagram, feminista underscore film fest. Uh, and Lori is actually also a member of the Savvy Social School. So here's her question. I've been using Hootsuite to schedule posts on Instagram and Facebook, but I find scheduling stories to be too cumbersome for that platform. So my question is, is it important to schedule stories in the same way we schedule posts, i.e. when your audience is online? And if so, can you recommend a simple tool for doing this? Thank you, Lori, for your question. And in fact, uh, in the past, I have taught a masterclass on Instagram stories and used to suggest a tool for scheduling those stories. But since then, Instagram has really um, jumped on to not being friendly with third-party tools specifically for stories. So I've retracted that advice since then. Uh, But there is no neat and simple way to schedule stories. Um, So here's what I suggest. Make it into a daily regular habit and post it at the same time every day that you are online engaging. So I I recommend to do 10 to 15 minutes a day engaging and connecting with your audience. That's a great time to post your story, okay? So because you're already online, you're already engaging, and you're doing what Instagram wants you to do. There are no tools that will auto post for you. But if you want some assistance in scheduling those stories, later.com is a great tool and resource for that. Um, Later.com will help you plan your stories, but they won't post them for you. Again, Instagram doesn't have any tool that it uh, it allows to do that. Um, So I suggest posting it when you're online. Now, you can... um, worry about timing. So your one of your questions, for instance, was what time or when you should post. And there are specific times that do work best for your audience. So one of the things I suggest is go into your Instagram analytics and see when your audience is most active online. But there are some standards, some industry standards, uh, pre-COVID standards <laughs> that you can kind of use as a foundation. So typically people are online before they head into work. Like right when they wake up, they're scrolling on their lunch breaks and after work during, you know, watching TV time. So typically when we're working with a client, we may do like a 6 a.m., 7 a.m. post. We may do like a lunchtime noon post. And then we may do like a 7 to 8 p.m. post. Okay. We'll choose one of those times. But the little asterisk, the little caveat to this is that consistency for you is more important as you're building your audience. Your audience will come to you and will find your posts as long as you are consistent. So don't get too caught up in the time of day, specifically with the way that algorithms are today. So the little machines that are helping deliver your content to your audience are trying to help those people find your posts. So if it's a good post, if people are interested and engaged in it, it doesn't matter what time of day you'll post it, they will see it. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. Just focus more on the quality of that post Um, and then the consistency of showing up regularly, whatever that looks like for you. Right now with the current pandemic, it is hard to predict and plan some of these things. So we're in the middle of uncertainty with that. So again, I would just suggest remain consistent. 
Okay, moving on to Charlotte's question. Charlotte on LinkedIn asks, I work for a medium B2B company in the UK, and our marketing department has decreased from three to just myself due to having to furlough a number of staff to safeguard the company. What would you recommend as the key focus of our marketing efforts over the coming weeks or months while we have fewer resources? Thanks, Charlotte, for your question. And this is a tough spot that you're in. So one of the first things I would suggest is to make sure that your current audience, your current followers, your current connections are nurtured. So focus on them. Figure out what they want, what they need. How can you and your company help them as they transition into this time? Be of service, show up as a leader, ask a lot of questions, and don't just ask one time. You may have to repeat yourself because some people are taking breaks from social media. Some people may not see your first post. And um, the statuses of, of businesses are changing rapidly in the past 60 days and going into the rest of the summer. So continue to ask questions for how you can show up for your audience. The second thing I'd recommend is to focus on being human instead of being perfect. And I think sometimes when we go online, we want to have the perfectly polished post. We want to say the right thing and do the right thing. And sometimes showing up with a bit of that humanity is really the best way to show that you care and that you're part of this community and that you're not just trying to take people's money for the sake of taking their money. Um, So show up with uh, humanity instead of focusing on being perfect, especially with the reduced staff. You may not have the resources to produce a ton of content. So the content that you do show up with, just maintain that level of humanity and really maximize your efforts by remixing content pieces. So if you've got past blog posts, podcasts, YouTube videos, even past social media posts that you can now bring into light, revisit some of those topics, reshare some of the amazing content pieces that you created when you had a larger team and start remixing some of those content pieces into new perspectives, new ways, um, further further conversation pieces. So for example, if over the past year you've been sharing some advice and tips on social media, go back and look at the top 10 and create a post that says, here's the top 10 um, resources or tips that we've shared over the past year that have really helped other business owners take things to the next level. All right. Thanks, Charlotte, for your question. Good luck. Stella is up next. Stella Unger is a real estate agent with Remax Niagara. And Stella's question is, is social media advertising the name of the game for service companies? If so, what social media platforms work best for them? Thanks, Stella, for that question. So I'll kind of reiterate a little of what I said for Charlotte's question, but service-based businesses are human-focused. So if you're a service-based business, you're focused on other people and serving them. So the medium of reaching them doesn't matter, okay? It doesn't matter. I like social media. That's what I teach, but it's not the end of the 
rainbow. It's not the only choice out there. And I realize that. So I do want to recognize that as you're going into marketing and sales and trying to reach your people, social media is just one tool. And I'm here to teach you how to use that tool. But there are other people who teach direct sales methods. There are people who teach email marketing strategies. There are people who teach speaking on stages. There are people who teach writing books. All of those things are connecting with people in different ways. I personally like social media because I don't have to leave my house and I can find exactly who I want to connect with and build real relationships with them online. Um, So focus in on the humanity of it and you can use social media as a tool to connect with your potential clients and customers. That being said, out of all the social media tools right now, as I'm recording this in May 2020, LinkedIn is working really well for service-based business owners right now. And Instagram has a ton of attention on it, especially Instagram stories. So those two platforms are working very well for bringing the humanity, for connecting with your potential clients and customers using social media as a tool to do so. So good luck, Stella. Let us know how it goes. Next up, we have Athena, who has a podcast called Nobody Comes Here to Hide. So check out her podcast everywhere where you can find podcasts. But Athena's question is this. How do you advertise for a podcast that is more based on sharing emotional entrepreneurial stories and creating a sense of community than giving tactical advice about business? Great question, Athena. And I think that sometimes when we look at other people, we compare uh, your podcast to maybe a podcast that has more practical tips and advice. You may be wondering how to bring people in, how to reel people in to listen to your story since it is more of an emotional journey. And I want you to think of your show as entertainment, not education. You're here for the entertainment factor, not for the education factor. So think about reality TV shows, for instance. We really watch reality TV and we overconsume that content because we can't get enough of that emotional drama, the suspense, the interest of it all. We are invested in the characters of the show. We want to see them succeed or fail in some instances. And so we're really bought into that emotional journey. So as you're creating your podcast, you want it to have a sense of connection with your audience because they're sharing that emotional entrepreneurial journey with you and if you have guests with your guests. So think of, as, think of it as marketing a reality TV show. Why would someone listen? What stories are they going to buy into? How can they relate to those stories? How do those relate, stories relate to them and their business? And once you can nail down those kind of foundational aspects, then you can use social media to find those people, to connect with them, and to share how your podcast would help them be entertained and feel a sense of connection to um, what you're doing. Thanks, Athena, for the question. Good luck. All right, next up, we have a question from Michelle. And Michelle also has a podcast called Highly Recommended. It's a podcast where they make things better one recommendation at a time. Now, Michelle's question came in on Instagram, and she asks, 
What is the top tip for making your social content workflow more efficient? Great question, Michelle. And I'm going to recommend a few resources that will help you. You'll find this in the worksheet at onlinedrea.com slash 100. I have um, some YouTube videos and some other podcast episodes about really diving into this strategy. But I'm going to take a few minutes now and kind of give you the, the outline of it. So when you're talking about your workflow, sometimes we look at workflow as the final product. We look at someone else's project workflow and we go, I want that. But the challenge is that we're looking at a finished system that works for that person. So what I want you to do when thinking about your workflow is start with one piece at a time. Okay, start with one piece at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself. So let's say you post a new podcast episode and you're trying to figure out how to layer in a social media strategy to promote that podcast episode. So the first time you do it, you just want to start with one post. So post that podcast episode and then maybe share it on social media. So you put it on your host. It's live everywhere on the podcasting apps. Now you're going to share it to social media. Great. You have one piece of your workflow down. Next time you post your podcast episode, maybe add in a second post. Maybe the first time, right when it goes live, you share that podcast episode out. And then a few days later, you share a quote from that episode or you ask a question, a thought-provoking question around that episode's topic. So there, now you have two pieces of your social media content workflow ready to go, okay? So now you have, you're one step closer to your complete system. Then the next time you add, share out your podcast episode, maybe you're also resharing a past episode that relates to this current episode's topic. It's a similar topic. And you can see how as you go through these, you'll build out your system for what you should post when and make sure you're constantly looking at the data to see if it's working. Now, there are a few tools that I recommend for this. Obviously, I love using Traject Social as a way to schedule out social media posts so that they go out at the time that I want them to go out. Uh, but I also like using Airtable for content planning. And like I mentioned in the worksheet, I'll link to a vid Airtable video where I show how I plan out my podcast as well as the social media post to support it. It's a content planning tool, so it does not post for you. It's basically like a fancy spreadsheet that I use to plan. Um, so I hope those things can help. And then I'll link to my content system podcast episode where it really walks through um, the five pillars of content and how you can use that and your podcast episode as a base for creating more episodes. Um, you can also check out the free course, onlinedrea.com slash free, which walks you through the success framework, which you can apply to creating your own workflow. But again, the caveat being go one step at a time. This is a lot of information and a good workflow takes time to put together. Together. Thanks, Michelle, for your question. Moving on to our next question here. This one comes in from Beb Starr, who is an e-card designer, and we're connected on Instagram. And she asks, I have questions about Facebook posts on my business page. Though I have over 200 followers, any given post reaches 15 or so. Facebook says if I boost it, it will reach more people. One of the offers I post, Facebook wants me to reach more by turning it into an ad. So my two questions are, are the algorithms for real? And does it help to invest money into boosting an ad? 
Great question. Thanks for asking it. We actually dove into this in a recent coaching call in the Savvy Social School. So if you're in the school, click back to that recording. I believe it was uh, May 25th's call uh, where we talked about Facebook ads and when you should be doing Facebook ads. Um, But to answer your question about the algorithm, yes, the algorithms are real, 100% real. They are machines who are trying to deliver content to people to keep them on the app. So they're trying to keep people on Facebook and keep people on Instagram. That is their goal. They're not against you. They're for the consumer. So if someone's scrolling through Facebook and they see your post, they don't engage with it, meaning they see your post, they don't like it, they don't leave a comment, they don't click read more, they don't click the link, they don't click save, they don't even pause on it, then Facebook and subsequently Instagram is going to assume that that post was not interesting to that person and it's going to try giving that person other content and not yours. So yes, the algorithms are real, And their goal is to keep people on Facebook. And if your content isn't doing that, then it's not going to show your content unless you pay for advertising, okay? But I think that boosting posts is only adding fuel to the fire. So the only time I recommend starting Facebook posts for new businesses is once you have a proven strategy for getting people through your social media sales funnel. And I will link to the sales funnel um, podcast episode where you can kind of dive more into that. But essentially, you're taking people who've never heard of you before into purchasing from you and becoming an advocate. So if you can't do that without advertising, then I don't recommend starting advertising because you're going to put a lot of money into it. And advertising only adds fuel to the fire. You have to have a fire first. If you have no fire, you're just dumping fuel on the ground. You're throwing money away. That's my two cents. Uh, Most of my um, clients and students see success with ads after they've seen success in other areas of their business. Ads can amplify what you're currently doing. I hope that helps. (laughs) Let me know how it goes. Um, I'd be interested in hearing from you. Okay, last question comes in from Shannon on LinkedIn. And Shannon, she didn't say this, but she is the founder of an amazing community called RebelCon. She's one of our clients. And what the work that she's doing is absolutely fantastic for bringing women together in a space that's safe and allows them to thrive and grow, whether they are business owners or whether they are career-focused individuals. It's just kind of an empowering space where they can show up and be seen and heard and feel connection. And she is doing a virtual um, summit very soon in the next week or so. So definitely check that out. I'm going to put links in the show notes or just head on over to their Instagram at RebelCon and learn more about what they're all about. Now, Shannon's question is this. I know that I cannot be everywhere on social media. How do I pick where to show up and how do I avoid the FOMO on an opportunity to connect someplace where I am not? Great question, Shannon, because FOMO is real. And for those of you who are listening, going, what the heck is FOMO? FOMO is fear of missing out. So it's being afraid that you're going to miss something. And it's feeling like you are not doing everything because there's so many opportunities out there and you want to take advantage of them all. 
And to me, FOMO is a battle of the mind. We're getting so distracted about what could be that sometimes we're missing out on what's right in front of us. So what I recommend is focusing on what's in front of you and who's in front of you. There are some amazing community members out there who can become advocates and help you be in those other places. So you as a brand don't have to be everywhere, especially as you're growing. Sometimes your resources are better suited other places. So go deep on the places where you are. Let's say you're on Facebook or Instagram. Go deep on those platforms because there's so many people out there who can hear your message and connect with it on those very platforms. I'd rather see you go 100% in one place than take yourself and put 20% here, 20% there, 20% there until you're tapped out, until there's no more of you. So focus on what's in front of you and be there, be fully present there. You're, it's impossible to be everywhere. Um, and I experienced this myself. Um, I am, <laughs> I'm studying TikTok. I'm learning it and I feel like I'm not doing enough. And sometimes it's a battle of the mind for me to know that I am doing enough and that I am showing up and that I am putting time energy to learn a platform so I can bring it to my members and teach it to my students and my clients. Uh, and it's that phone of I should be spending hundreds of hours doing this because there are people who are doing so much better than me. But what I have to remind myself is that I'm here now, I'm learning now, and I'm making significant progress. So I encourage you to do the same. All right. Thank you so much, you guys, for joining me for today's episode. Make sure you check out our free worksheet that goes with this episode at onlinedrea.com slash 100. That's onlinedrea.com slash 100. Grab that free worksheet and help you work through the questions of today's episode. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you rate and subscribe and review it. That's how more people find the show. I really appreciate your time for doing that and you help us consistently stay in one of the top 100 marketing podcasts in the US and Canada. So I really, really appreciate you. Next week, we have Lee on the podcast, episode 101 with Lee. Uh, Check that one out. She's going to talk all about social media for coaches. It should be a fantastic conversation and I'll see you there. Bye for now.